Welcome to the Polygon Show. I'm Simone Rochefort, and I'm here today with Allegra Frank. What up? And Chelsea Stark. Hello. Unfortunately, Ashley is out sick this week, but we will forge on without her. I think we're all kind of, when we miss weeks, we miss weeks that are, are good for us. Because you missed whatever we talked about last week. Video game movies, Chelsea. Movies? I heard at least, someone else told me that, I haven't listened to the episode yet, but someone else told me at least you appreciated my love for Resident Evil movies. And then uh, we do, we didn't do. agree with me. Yeah, we Did we, we appreciate do. it or did we rock you? <laughs> you I can't remember. Me. Appreciate is a strong word. Uh, acknowledged, I guess Acknowledged. Is the word. <laughs> and this week we're talking, of course, about co-op games, uh, which Ashley hasn't played a lot of. So it's fine. We miss her, but it, it, it's best. It's best for everyone involved. And I hope she's resting up and drinking lots of soup, which is what one does. So this week we'll be talking about all kinds of things from Allegra's strange adventures in Smash as a child <laughs> to my odysseys with Little Big Planet with my best friend uh, to Chelsea's mistakes. <laughs> Chelsea's mistakes in every co-op game. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to let you guys know that uh, Pod X, the con that we're going to be at in Nashville in May, tickets are on sale for that. And if you are interested in going, you can find out more at podx.com slash TPS. TPS stands for the Polygon Show. Uh, the cool thing about that is if you buy a ticket through the affiliate link, I think you get nothing. But we... <laughs> I believe the way it works is that we get tickets that we can then give away to people. So, um, yeah, that that's interesting. You get nothing. That's interesting. You get nothing. You get, you're, you're giving a ticket to someone. Someone. It's like, Simone, you're such a great salesman. You're like, you sound so rehearsed and so poised. And you're like, you get nothing. You get nothing. That's how it is. What about that's the joy? That's just the way we live now. What about... What do you get? The joy in your heart of helping someone else. The joy in your heart of probably helping someone else, because that's probably what we'll do with the tickets. We haven't really discussed it, but I imagine that that's what we're going to do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, uh, let's let's start with a let's start with an email. Let's start with an email. I love email. Uh, this email is from Matthew. Hi, folks. I enjoyed all the talk about Advent Children last week because it made me realize that I actually really enjoyed that movie despite being convinced through peer pressure at some point that I couldn't have really liked it. And that's the show. Thanks, guys, for listening. (laughs) You know what? I am glad I missed last week's episode. I'm glad you missed last week's episode, too. That was such a great cackle on Simone's part. You just immediately laughed at your own joke. We hadn't even made a single sound. That's how I roll here on my solo show where I don't need anyone. I don't need anyone to like Advent Children because I'm enough. Matt continues. Anyway, I wanted to give a shout-out to a very particular kind of co-op game. The kind for which co-op needs to be written in scare quotes. I'm talking head-stomping friends into pits in New Super Mario Bros. Wii, or setting everyone on fire with the fire rod in Zelda Four Swords, or running off with the chalice in Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Sometimes this might be an accident. Sometimes it definitely isn't. A personal favorite is Monaco, a quote-unquote co-op heist game. I've spent an unreasonable amount of time running newbies through the campaign, partially because their bumbling and constant alarm tripping makes the game a lot more fun. The times when someone gets stuck in a nasty situation and all the remaining players need to put their heads together to make a desperate plan to rescue their fallen friend are some of my favorite moments in the game, no matter how much I might grumble about it at the time. I'm curious about what kind of games you folks have played in this vein that you've enjoyed and if you had any fun stories about making your friends' lives harder in co-op games, either accidentally or not so accidentally. Keep on keeping on, Matthew. Well, thank you so much, Matthew, for that email. It sounds like a perfect uh, reason to throw things over to Chelsea Stark. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm not Resident here. co-op chaos expert. Co-op chaos. That's co-op great. chaos. I love co-op chaos, whether I'm accidentally causing it or purposefully causing it or just witnessing it and documenting it. So <laughs> I play a lot of co-op games online, uh, whether it like Monaco is something I've played. I played another heist or lots of heist-driven games because I played a lot of Payday 2 uh, and Grand Theft Auto Online. Mm-hmm. And so in Payday 2, there's a mission where you have to 
like make meth and it involves <laughs> following I mean it's a heist game. You're not good people. Well, are you stealing the meth? Yeah, you're going to make the meth and and then and then heist it. Yeah. So you are like having to actually follow chemical instructions that oh. are like over your that are being said to you like over the radio by some guy. Sounds like a Nancy Drew game. It's great. <laughs> Nancy, Nancy Drew makes Nancy meth. Nancy Drew, meth maker. Um, <laughs> I definitely read that one. Uh, so you're like following these complicated, and then it's like, okay, now ha- add the sodium chloride. And it's like, there's a bunch of random stuff in front of you. You could just add, start adding things and make a huge explosion. So oh. we, it's fine. We just <laughs> made... I kept, I was like, this seems like the next thing. And this guy's like kind of only tinny in your ear. You don't really know what's going on. You just like, like, and people are shooting around you. You just start making the meth. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. And then uh, something caught on fire. Oh. Something? <laughs> something caught on fire. Was it you? A little bit of me. <laughs> a little bit of the table. A little bit of everyone else. Oh, no. I mean, I don't feel like I was, I think that. You know, it's a complicated process. I don't have a chemistry degree. No. I'm not a chemistry teacher. <laughs> You're not Walter White. I'm not Walter White. I'm just saying that this game is asking a lot for me, and I would rather just stick to shooting people. It's one thing I've always said about Chelsea's. You know, she's great, but she is no Walter White. No, she's not even a Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> wow. Wow. In that order? <laughs> Goodbye. Um, I also, in Grand Theft Auto, uh, have done things like accidentally take the briefcase out of the car by bailing out on the wrong time. (laughs) Or, uh, as I showed a clip to y'all earlier from a video we captured on Shadowplay, taking a semi-truck that we're supposed to be just, you know, unloading the cargo from to the plane so we could make the escape. And I just ran it straight into the plane as my friend is screaming, no, Chelsea, no! We have to play the audio We will play the audio for that. It is so funny. Do you do these things <laughs> No, I mean, totally accidentally or? Sometimes it's just like, I know that we're gonna fail the mission and so let's like add chaos <laughs> to it. <laughs> oh, and I'm no, dead Chelsea. because. No, Chelsea. No, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Or it's just sometimes it's like, oh, I wasn't, I might be also, like the the bailing out was like literally just me screwing up and hitting the wrong button. Yeah. And being like, oh, that's the exit the car button, but the car is going at 65. So you just fling your body magically into the pavement. But (laughs) when does it go? Like, I I love, I love chaos, especially in co-op games and also in single player games. In all games, I love causing chaos. Where is that tipping point for you when it goes from like, oh, we're all having a fun time to, oh, my God, we have to finish this or I'm going to kill my friends. Yeah, Yeah, no. And I definitely like there's actually a point where I can hear frustration in people's voices. And I, Mm -hmm. I, you know, like in my job, I am a person that maybe creates order. (laughs) Yeah, the irony. You need the, the, the let out, the let out, you know, for the steam. The word, the let out. <laughs> yeah, I need the let What's out. The, the release valve. <laughs> no, nope. I, I need to let get the let out. Is that what you meant? No, you need to let out, let out, let off some steam. Let off, let off, let off. Um, I yes, I do need to let off steam. And yeah, it's some. Uh-huh. It's just, I think that you know, if you play games with your friends, you know when you can get away with stuff and when you can, you maybe should. Yeah, try you- your best. Who do you play with? Uh, I play with a group of friends that I've uh, known for a few years since PAX. Mm-hmm. And so we will play a lot of different things together. Aww. It's nice. Yeah. It's a ni- like you get on Discord with people across the country. And yeah. I was going to ask if they're like local or not. Uh, no. I think they're like half around the East Coast, half around the West Coast. So yeah. it is really nice because we'll play a bunch of different things. And of a, like they're always up to play any genre, I feel like. So we'll there's a lot of hijinks no matter what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like when you're playing online with friends, you're more likely to go for a co-op game as opposed to like a competitive type multiplayer? Well, I like both. I think mm-hmm. that I like doing a competitive game with them is because I feel safer to screw up because I feel like certain competitive games stress me out like Fortnite or PUBG or mm-hmm. anything that's a shooter. So for that, it's nice to be like, Oh, I'm not. They're not carrying me necessarily always, but mm-hmm. at least I can feel comfortable to make mistakes because yeah. if I'm making mistakes, people are like, "Oh, you're learning," versus yeah. like, "You fucked up and didn't get on the point." Yeah, like a twelve year old. <laughs> exactly. You fucked up. 
Yeah. Um, I'm Anetta. I imagine. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I've been but watching that My Hero. Got I that meme about. <laughs> Uh, thinking about old sticky balls Manetta. He sucks. <laughs> he does suck. He sucks. Um <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Derailing. Woof. Uh no, I do, I like I like playing. It's just nice to be able to like, oh, these people are totally fun and comfortable and then mm-hmm. we can make memories. Like usually someone is capturing stuff on Shadow Play or something, so you can like save this stuff if you do spectacularly well or spectacularly badly. Yeah. Yeah. How often do you guys get to do that? I don't know. We I haven't played as many things with them, but we used to play a lot more often. But I'd say like we used to do once or twice a week, especially Overwatch times. Mm-hmm. Ah, the Overwatch times. The Overwatch times. We were playing like three nights a week for a little while. Yeah. Aw, that's so nice. I know. Yeah. I like I need to I need to play with more people. I need to play more with more polygon people, but I think I wish more of them had PCs because it's so easy to hop on Discord and stuff. I'd be happy if you bought me one. I'm all you right. Buy me one? I'm gonna buy I'd you a PC. Both thrilled of you. to be on a PS4 party chat with you. You know what? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yay! I never even ran y'all through Monster Hunter, which is the thing I promised to do. And I'm the, oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. I'm the worst friend. Yeah. Wow. Who did I do that with? I think I did that with Clayton at, at one point. Aww. Yeah. It was fun. We weren't yeah. on chat or anything, but it was really, it was that's, like, that's one of the best ways to play that game. Perhaps the only way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's have email two. Hi, Polly Pals. I love co-op games in general, but one stands out to me above the rest. River City Ransom. Nothing has brought me and my friends closer together than punching a guy so hard he turns into quarters, getting stat upgrades from burgers, wrestling with janky NES controls, or beating a motherfucker with another motherfucker. I don't know what that refers to, dear dear writer, but I love it. I first played through the game with my sister when we were in high school, and it has become something I try to show new friends at least once. I was wondering if you had any games that are your go-tos for deepening your relationships with others. Thanks for a great podcast, Max. So for this next segment, we're actually going to do something a little bit different. Allegra and I have both uh, played co-op games with friends in our histories. Mm -hmm. So I am going to call in my best friend for a segment. And Allegra is going to call in. I I don't know if I can qualify your friend as your best friend. I have a problem where I have so many best friends. (laughs) Just a friend. Allegra's just going to call in some fucking rando. One of of one of number. She is my (laughs) oldest and best friend. My first best friend. Oh, she like 80 or something? Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, you are going to hear those two segments right after this brief advertiser segment from Betterment about how you can avoid the anxiety that comes with managing your finances. Do you know the emotion most often associated with money? Anxiety. (laughs) Anxiety, right? We've all felt that. But where does it come from? There's kind of a couple of different components to it. Some of them are really practical and they're valid, right? Like money is the ability to buy things that you need. We have other components of anxiety about money, which are more about just the social and psychological components of it. You can see other people spending money, but not other people saving money. That's Dan Egan. He's the Director of Behavioral Finance and Investing with Betterment, an online financial advisor that reduces investment anxieties by helping clients set and meet goals. When you sign up to Betterment, we're going to ask you a lot of questions that are just practically useful. You know, like, are you married? Where do you live? How much money do you make? Because that influences what are the best account types to use? What kind of tax breaks can you use? How much do you need to be saving and over what period of time? According to Egan, the results of this can be summed up in one word. Uh, Elation. When you have that sense of accomplishment of having hiked up a very large mountain and gotten to the top and you can see for miles, it really pays off a lot more than you expect and those kind of memories stick with you for longer. Betterment. Outsmart average. Please remember, investing involves risk. This has been advertiser content from Betterment. Thank you so much for that note from Betterment. To learn more about their tools, you can visit betterment.com slash polygon. That is, again, B-E-T-T-E-R-M-E-N-T dot com slash polygon. All right, let's hop on the phone. 
Well, well, well. Welcome back to the Polygon Show. Uh, we're jumping into our segments now with our, our friends, our friends that we play co-op games with. And I'm not in the studio with Chelsea and Allegra. I am now on the phone with my best friend. Hello, Polygon Hi. Show. For a second, I thought you were saying welcome back to me. And I was like, when have I done this before? <laughs> How did I forget doing this before? Hello, Polygon Show. I'm Emmett. I'm Simone's best friend. Yay. And we lived together for four years, three, two years, what? Four years? <laughs> Definitely four. <laughs> I, I, it all but blurs Thanks for together. backtracking as fast as you could <laughs> from our years of co-residence. I'm so changeable. So a lot of what I remember, and I, I talk about this constantly on the show, I talk about you all the time, and you never listen to it, so you don't know what I say about you, but what I say all the time is that it was so nice to live with you because you would play games and I would just watch you play them, or I would play vice versa, or we would play co-op games. Like We, we, went, we went through so many phases, I feel, when we lived together. Yeah, you were really good at getting me to like do things um if i do things you mean watch tv <laughs> yes well see i games. wouldn't but i i just wouldn't and so if you were putting something on like hunter hunter um i would just naturally eventually be drawn into the orbit of that awful <laughs> awful show <laughs> and then get really really you invested loved in that it. show i did unfortunately love that show and i still do in my heart of hearts you don't remember that anything that happened on it but i don't <laughs> but the thing that i remember hmm. us spending probably the most time on besides peggle 2 besides peggle 2 which is very important uh was little big planet and all of its attendant games <laughs> the greatest game series ever made do you think that that did anything for our friendship? I think it did a lot. I mean, there's something about solving puzzles together, but also like in that kind of environment where they don't just create a space for you to like solve puzzles, but also like goof off and like discover all the weird stuff you can do in that game. It's it literally does feel like you know, like a toy box. Yeah, you can just go in there and mess around and be like two grown ups. Just sort of sticking giggling. weird stickers on your best friend's character and making uh, your best friend cry. Uh, yeah, like the other as day, some people have done. Maybe you discovered. Maybe maybe you've already discussed this on the Polygon show without me. So there's no point in me even bringing bringing it up. But <laughs> the other day in our Facebook memories, one of our our happy memories that was shared was. This the the day that we realized that you could stick 3D stickers on other people's characters without their knowledge or consent was the day you came back to the TV and I had covered your sack boy in various ears and extra arms coming out of places where arms shouldn't come out of. There were just so many tentacles all over him. And he and, you know the way with um the PS4 controller is like when you move the controller, it's gyroscopic, so the character kind of will bend and sway as you move the controller. Yeah. So my in my shaking, weeping hands, my poor sack boy was twitching and covered in ears and <laughs> tentacles and eyes, and it was so horrible. It was an abomination. It was. We but destroyed I, yeah. it. Yeah. Oh no, go for it. No, I said we destroyed it, and that's that's all A that little bit. needed to be done. Well, I, I'll take credit for it. I destroyed it. I was thinking, like, I don't know of many games that I'm as prepared to talk about at the drop of a hat than this one, because I literally, on my desk at home, I still have a uh, a photo of our sack characters oh printed gosh. out and pinned there, captioned me and my buddy. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. <laughs> all of our All of our selfies. There's a period on Facebook where I definitely had more selfies from Little Big Planet than I did of my actual human face. Are these selfies that we took like with our phones of the TV because it was that time of our lives? No, because Little Big Planet uh, 2 even had the in-game camera. Oh, yeah. Because they figured out long before Sony did that people might want to take screen caps of their stuff. That is so, so smart. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, it, best decision ever. And I feel like that's so like emblematic of how those games know what fun is. Yeah. One, they were uh, like, you know what people need? 
Yeah. <laughs> to take their damn selfies in the video game. <laughs> yep. And then they did that with Tearaway also. The other thing, my I think another thing that I love about Little Big Planet and why it's so friggin' good is that after you have played a level once or something, or even without playing a level, sometimes you reach this degree of synchronicity. And I remember vividly at PAX when Little Big Planet 3 was being demoed. And we had never played it before, but we had played Little Big Planet 1 altogether. We we were we are still so close to 100%ing Little Big Planet 2, which is I know, an, uh, someday. But we picked up the controls for Little Big Planet 3 and we just went. And it was like this beautiful symphony of like muscle memory returning, but in a context that where we shouldn't have any muscle memory at all. But it was just like, this is Little Big Planet and we are gamers. (laughs) (laughs) It was the most competent I've ever felt playing a PAX demo. Yeah. (laughs) it, It was amazing, too, because it wasn't even just it was we were actually upgrading a system. We'd been playing on PS3 and we were switching to a new controller. Oh, yeah. I don't think I had even used all that much at that point because I only mooch off of other people's game systems. Um, Gosh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. So we picked up like a new controller and a new game and just were like, here we are, we're the grandmasters. <laughs> we, we live and breathe, little big planet. And we do. You don't understand who you're dealing with, booth attendants. <laughs> even karting. We even played karting. We didn't even finish karting. it. Even karting. But we did play it. <laughs> it's an all right game. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I do. Th- there's like this compulsive heart in me that's like, we should have finished it. We, we should have 100% of that one Maybe someday. Too. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's the one that has suffered the most. Like, you can't go back to these controls, whereas Little Big Planet 1 and 2 still feel really good. I think a lot of people disagree, but I don't give a fuck. I don't That's care okay. if the platforming is floaty. Once you, if you if you get the hang of it, then you understand what what's going to happen with the characters. Like it's it yeah. feels consistent at the least. It's it's floaty and it's also funny. Yeah. To yeah. watch Simone just sort of slide off of a platform and die. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's a delight every time. And I I feel like it's just one of those games that feels it has a perfect balance of being really fun and really challenging, potentially, if you let it be. Like, I remember spending a full afternoon, like, literally hours trying to master the grappling hook. Oh, yeah. And the sense of accomplishment that I felt when I finally was able to complete uh, Gripple Grapple on 100%. <laughs> I will never forget it. <laughs> I forgot that. Yeah, because LBB2 added those tools. And I feel like we each kind of had... That was a great addition for co-op because you were really good with the grappling hook because, like you said, you, you practice forever. So there were always opportunities where it was like, okay, you handle that. Like, you make this accessible for us and then we'll move on and maybe maybe I'll be good at something else. Um, <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> what that thing might be, but I'm sure it happened. I'm sure I was good at something. Being a friend. That's what I was yes. good at supporting you and dancing <laughs> dancing i i remember that one because that that afternoon like there's that one section where you're over like an electric trap or something and so the floor is literally lava and then there's all these uh prize bubbles like way way up in the sky mm-hmm. and you just have to like swing up and catch yourself and swing up and i remember you just like stopped playing <laughs> at a certain point <laughs> <laughs> I did. I just I put down the controller and you I like put down you the controller swing. and you're like, all right, I'll just stand over here where the camera is. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm getting them. <laughs> oh God. What were we doing with our lives? <laughs> I do I, I look back and I'm like, what what it, were the many hours that we spent doing this? But also I loved them y- so much. Yeah, I remember it, it, it is weird because those are my memories of the time that we lived together. Like I couldn't distinguish between when I because we lived together in my last years of college and then my first years of working outside of school. I cannot tell you like when in that length of time this was I just vividly remember like our little big planet 2 period our peggle 2 period <laughs> our our long 
anime hell descent that lasted (laughs) for probably six months. No, I do remember that I was at Pixelkin during that because I would be making AMVs at work. One AMV. I made one (laughs) AMV. It was very good. It was my magnum opus. I didn't need to make more. Um, And I remember coming home from work and being like, Hunter, Hunter. And you'd be like, (laughs) okay, okay. (laughs) I just remember coming home from school slash work and being like, is that Hisoka's butt on on the TV again? And I'd be like, yes. I'm I'd walk sorry. into the living room and just Why see is a Hisoka horrified here? anime protagonist in a butt. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you for talking to me about co op games, buddy. Thank you for having me, buddy. Once they release those first two little big planets on PS4. Oh my god, the, the shenanigans. The shenanigans. That we will get up to. Yep. All right. Thanks for joining me. Hey, I think we're going to go to a story from Allegra and her friend Blair now. Catch you later, as the kids say. Okay, hello. I am on the phone. This is Allegra here, obviously. I'm on the phone with a good friend of mine calling in from good old London, England. Uh, Who's up? Who's on the phone with me, caller? I've said I'm on the phone, but you called me, so you know what? I frankly don't even know who I'm speaking to. So who, no, who is this? No, you called me. Hi, I'm Blair. I've known Allegra since she was six years old, so I have all the dirt, but I'm not giving you my social media, so Allegra can remain the mystery figure that she is. She's like a polygon cryptid that I know a lot about from studying her for the last... 18 years. So what you're essentially saying is that you have been conducting an anthropological study on me for my entire life. And thank you for calling me a polygon cryptid. Um, I've been looking for the <laughs> perfect descriptor. Tw- that should be your new Twitter <laughs> handle, polygon cryptid. For at, poly- at polygon cryptid. I'm gonna do no, like no, a no. Fi- There'll be legs frank, but your display name would be Polygon Crypt. That is very good. Um, yeah, so, okay, I guess we called you. That's true. This is my friend Blair, my, I would say my best friend. Um, and since we're talking about co-op gaming this week, I thought it would be nice to talk to someone I've gamed a lot with for the last long time almost 20 years I guess so yeah Blair uh, we were talking a little bit before when I was kind of briefing you on what the show's about this week and you said you had plenty of very good very embarrassing (laughs) stories about us playing (laughs) games together and I know we're both big Nintendo fans and so for us the biggest game I think growing up was Super Smash Brothers being that's like the biggest game for all Nintendo people in the world I w- definitely and also yeah. because we were we were kind of growing up in that time that was like right on the cusp of when the GameCube came out um it was like sort of a very rapid fire into the world of video gaming um but my favorite thing about that was when you me and your sister again don't know if you know that Allegra is a sister oh they uh, know about arms frank everyone knows about arms frank <laughs> <laughs> All right, I I didn't know if they knew because I've been places with people who said they knew you and then didn't know you had a sister. I know it's so weird. Julia's birthday party. Anyway, um, <laughs> what we used to do was the three of us would be Kirby, uh, but we would all be on the blue team, and we would always go against Link. I don't know why. I don't really remember, but like the three of us came to this mutual agreement that we hated Link, which like in retrospect, I don't know what Link ever did to us other than this. Um, But we used to like gang up on him, put him on the easiest computer setting and just as these three blue Kirby's beat him up. (laughs) Like, it wasn't a real fight, because literally we just, like, game the system so we would win. Yeah. Um, but that's, like, my first memory, not only of playing co-op games, but playing video games in general. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I remember we started on the Nintendo 64, right? And, like, we both kind of got those around the same time, I think. And that was, like, my first home console ever. And yours, too, right? Like, the N64. So we both had just kind of started getting into video games. And obviously, we were both really good friends at this point. 
So we kind of just like found video games together anyway. And like this was a game we mutually had. So we would just like go to each other's houses and yo, we both have Smash Brothers. We both know how to play Smash Brothers. Let's play. We both really like Kirby. Exactly. And for some reason, don't like Link. <laughs> I never knew why. It just made sense. Like, do I you don't remember. <laughs> do you remember when we would do this at my house, when we would play as the Kirby team at my house, and my brother used to get so mad because Link was his favorite character? <laughs> Were we doing it because it was his favorite character or we just came no, in? No, I think, I think he came in and we, the three of us, it was like one of the first things your sister and I had ever agreed on for some reason was that Link sucked, even though really he doesn't in retrospect. Um, and I just remember we were screaming that at the television one day and my brother came in and he was, and he, you know how he used to get like really mad and really surly. Cause he was like a little, little kid. He was like four or five years old. Mm -hmm. Um, and for some reason we thought that was really funny. <laughs> we bonded over torturing your poor little brother. <laughs> And Link and from Link. Super Smash Brothers. So another thing that um, we were talking about when we were, like, talking about the show is this is obviously not how most people play Smash Brothers. I mean, obviously, like, there's teams in Smash, but we would take a lot of these competitive games and just make them into, like, let's all play together because we're friends. Why would we fight against each other? And you mentioned Mario Party as an example of that, which is really funny being that like, that's the typical game that ruins friendships, but we found a way to like make our friendship stronger and better by bonding through Mario Party. Right. Yeah. Well, because for some reason, and this happened in Mario Kart, this happened in Super Smash Brothers, any game where there was an AI, somehow we kind of decided as a group, like, okay, as long as one of us wins and the computer doesn't, we're fine. Um, so I think that's really interesting that like what we did as little, little kids, you know, playing both, um, in and out like in and out of video games um this is actually really interesting because in my lecture today we were talking about the concept of play and then there's this concept of dark play uh and i was telling the story about how we covered our friend in paint one time <laughs> trying to <laughs> convince your babysitter she was hurt but anyway we were talking about the merits of play and i was thinking like when kids play together, it's really sort of the first time where they learn these community building skills on their own. They learn these social skills. They learn the meaning of teamwork. Um, and we really took that to a level that like, I don't know that a lot of people would have because we all kind of collectively decided, okay, the computers are not us. Therefore, we have to work together to beat the computer. And I think that happened in every game we played unless it was like i don't i can't even think of an example because any example where that wasn't the case was a game like sing star or rock band where we were playing together yeah i was trying to think too but like i think it's funny that you were like we all came together and realized we are not the computer i mean like not <laughs> not like Actively, but I, it is interesting that like we as a collective were like, okay, we're all in this room. And again, like this is not us consciously realizing it, but it's like we were all together in the room and the computer was not. Therefore, <laughs> I don't know. And it's something it's something I still do actually when I play um, Mario Party or Mario Kart with my brother. It's like we have this pact that, okay. We will not get upset if one of us beats the other as long as it's not the computer that wins. I think that's super part of it because we were really sensitive kids, which like, LOL, we still are very sensitive adults. <laughs> um, but like someone would inevitably get really, really mad or like throw a freaking fit. If, you know, they lost or if they were losing yeah. or whatever, you know, so it was actually kind of mature. OK, so really quick, since we didn't only like turn Nintendo multiplayer games into co-op, you mentioned Rock Band and SingStar. And I just I know we have some good SingStar memories. 
And that was like our main co-op game. Like, obviously, that was also kind of like a who can sing better. But I think we all just sung really badly. Right. So you and I would do some very good duets. We like I think we kind of turned it into a game rather than like being who could score the most points. It was who could do the most dramatic thing possible. Um, And so, as I told you before, I think about this every time I listen to I write since not tragedies. So for those of us who were I have to imagine you have listeners that like were not playing video games when Sing Star was a thing. so Sing Star Pop, there was multiple Sing Stars, but Sing Star Pop was kind of our go-to. Uh, had I write since not tragedies, but because this was like a family karaoke game, they had all the clean versions of songs. So they had I write since not tragedies. Um, and actually, the reason I remember this so vividly is because up until that point, I'd only heard the song on the radio, so I'd only heard the clean version. So. <laughs> I again I remember this very vividly. We're in my house, we're in my basement, we're on that that like giant we're playing on that giant silver TV that's still down there. It's the uh and you know what a beautiful wedding, blah blah blah. And then it gets to the groom's bride is a and you screamed the word as loud as you possibly could. To the point where, like, the sound in the speakers got really staticky. And I remember being like, wait, that's what they're saying about her? And I think about that every time I listen to that. (laughs) I just wanted to, you know, honor the song as written. And that's how it's written. And I just wanted everyone to know. Um, and then, you know, we went and I on. I appreciate that because I didn't know. Yeah. And then we went on and we always sang that song together. and We would always scream it. Do you remember? We don't talk to this person anymore. Um, but do you remember that one time we just sleep over at my house um, and this person was singing Lips of an Angel by Hinder? And you know how the guy just like some really interesting movements with his body as he's holding the microphone if you watch the music video i'm sure you remember this do you remember that this person that we don't speak to anymore uh the married one not the one where we're not sure what happened to her um literally like made it her life's mission to copy the singer's movements like moment for moment in that song that's another it's really interesting how like years and years later these are these associations i have with those people well that and the other thing from when we were in eighth grade which then we're not on record (laughs) let's talk about that one later (laughs) yeah um but yeah like there's so many like memories that we have very distinctly associated with most of our friends through these games and i think it's like a large part because of how we played them which was generally yeah. like cooperatively um and even like the game it was really fun because the game was no longer a competition it was invoking you know like this playfulness and who could be really silly um Ballroom Blitz on Rock Band, I remember, was also a big one. And um, God, what is that song? It's not by Train. It's by Jet. You know which one oh, I'm talking about? Oh, are you going to be my girl, I think? Yeah. Yeah. For whatever reason, okay. those two Rock Band were like the big, like, how can we ridiculously copy these voices and be overdramatic as possible? In fact, the one time we ever really got annoyed when playing those games was when people would take it seriously. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, God, now I want to go listen to the rock band soundtrack. But I have a show to do, so I'm going to go back to doing that. But thank you so much for talking to me all the way from good old England over there. No problem. Hey everybody, we're back in the studio with Chelsea and Allegra and myself, Simone de Rochefort. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. We felt like it was the best way to show, to, to talk about co-op games because the three of us haven't really played so many co-op games together with some exceptions. Mm. 
No, I'm remembering Puyo Puyo Tetris that you and I played together. Oh, like, that's not co op. That, that was, was pure enemy. That was not co op. At all. It was scary. <laughs> I'm sorry. Again, <laughs> it was co op between me and the demon that comes up in me when yes. I play competitive games. <laughs> Don't you guys remember the time we played Kirby together? I oh, do. Yeah. And you kept stealing my fucking swords, Chelsea. I did, but also Allegra. Uh, kept going to the exit too early. Oh, yeah. ah! <laughs> we should not play co-op together is why we don't play co-op together. <laughs> Maybe we can try again someday. Someday yeah. we can do this. We're going to play, we should play Mario Party together. The co-op mode. Yes. Where you, where you Those are like the most dangerous words you can say <laughs> no, to someone. I swear. It's great. You high five each other. It's wonderful. You okay. high five. You're you rowing down it. a river. Oh, I do love that. All, and all the mm-hmm. mini games are co-op. So there's a co-op mode, especially for, for friends us. like us. That It's coming out at the perfect time. And I'm mad that I have yet to play it. But you reviewed it. I did. Yeah. But okay. I, I have a copy, so then we could play We can game. all play it together. All right. Well, I guess it just goes to show that it's who you play with mm-hmm. when you play co-op games that really matters. Uh, which brings us to this third email from Grace. Dear Polygon Show. After a particularly rough year with rocky grades and a problematic teacher, I found myself falling into an emotional rabbit hole with a co-op game A Way Out that following summer. Watching the two leads, Leo and Vincent, escape a literal prison I felt I had been in metaphorically for nine months, I felt a sense of empowerment whenever they outsmarted the system and got one step closer to freedom. I had watched the game fully through a playthrough on YouTube, and upon finishing it, I knew I had to play it with my best friend Emily. However, there were many obstacles in my way. I did not own any video game consoles uh, that the game came on, and my parents didn't let me play mature video games. Because of this, Emily and I devised a plan on how we were going to get the game and play it in secret. Countless texts were sent back and forth to each other as we figured out a solution, and finally we were able to buy the game and play it at her house without arousing any suspicion. To be in a semi-similar situation to Leo and Vincent made playing the game so much more rewarding, and to play it with Emily made it even more special. My question is, do any of you have any video games that hold a special place in your heart, not just because of the game itself, but how you came to know about it and or play it? Thank you so much for being my kick-ass female role models in life and for putting a smile on my face every week. Grace. Thank you very much, Grace. Oh my God, I love that story. Yeah, that's really cute. And do you ha- does that apply to your relationship with Halo ODST and your boyfriend? My boyfriend. Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea has a boyfriend. Yeah. We kiss sometimes. Gross. <laughs> Chelsea, this is a cootie free zone. Yeah, you're right. I'm so sorry. I'm that's so. Why Ashley's not here. <laughs> Ooh. Um, actually, so Sean and I also met at PAX. Uh, related to that same gaming group around the same time, and mm-hmm. we we hit it off. It was all cute. Oh. Um, and but we were also living in different parts of the country, and we didn't necessarily be like this is a serious relationship. But we our relationship started with like lots of fun, flirty things, like sending each other pictures in Dropbox or like eight, eight, in eight. Dropbox. What year is this? It was two thousand nine. So <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> the dark times. Listen. Got it. You got to do what you got to do for internet relationships to become real relationships. That's fair. You didn't have like MSN. Wait. No, oh, we gosh, used AOL. That's worse. We used AOL Instant Messenger because oh. that was still fine to do in 2009. Yes. Okay? Yes. Uh, but we also used Xbox Live on the, the 360, and he was like, "Hey, I, I, I never played a Halo game like extensively," and he was like, "I think you'll really like this game. It'll be a fun thing for us to play together." Um, so it is a co-op Halo game where you do missions together and like drive vehicles and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was spectacularly bad, and he was incredibly patient. And, but and sh- like the moment that I remember is that he's like, "Okay, so you're gonna throw a grenade into that uh, uh, tank that's coming toward us." And I was like, "What?" And he <laughs> basically coached me through it, like the whole thing. It was like, "Hit this button and do this stuff." And I did it, and I felt super good about it. But it was like a like, oh yeah, we did this done thing, fun thing we together. Together, yeah, we did it together. And then we like raced across this uh, like terrible wasteland on a hover bike, and it was just like, oh, really like really connecting and feeling Aww. closer through the game. And that's like continued through our whole relationship. When he first moved to New York, we played Spelunky together, mm-hmm. which is a game. Oh my god, you can just really ruin each other's day. <laughs> but it was like. 
the most chaotic situations. He moved to New York. He played Spelunky. He tried to move out of New York. <laughs> but then I trapped him with boulders, just like Spelunky. But you could, you in that game, you could actually, like, sometimes the platforming gets crazy. Mm-hmm. One person can pick the other one up. And then, the like, we would just do that. And then the other person would hold a shotgun. And we would just, like, be like, okay, we're doing it. And just shoot. <laughs> one person shoots. The other person jumps. That's what Russ did to me when we were playing Spelunky oh my together. God, that's so nice. Well, sometimes he would just get impatient and just carry me through the level. <laughs> that's some, so cool, Sometimes though. you got to do that. The ghost is chasing you, you know. Yeah, yeah. The ghost. What's up with that? It's too uh, impatient. It's gonna ghost. kill. Like, but yeah, it's. I mean, even mm-hmm. even now we play so many games together, and it's just like even if it's past the controller, it's been like a, a important part of our relationship. Aww. Yeah. What are you guys playing right now? Um, oh, we played from the Capcom beat 'em up bundle on Switch. We played these really ridiculous beat 'em up games. Uh, They're like from the '90s, and one of them was called Battle Circuit. And we were just like, okay, we're just picking this one. I played a character riding an ostrich that was like a mm-hmm. go-go dancing girl named Mrs. Pink. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I highly recommend the Capcom beat-em-up bundle because none of the games like make any sense. And because you're playing it instead of playing in an arcade where you'd be constantly feeding quarters in, you get an infinite amount of continues. So it's not challenging. It's just or not like really hard. It's just ridiculous and fun. And you just like, get to keep going. You keep going <laughs> and it's very silly. Like, they're all very silly. This one had a lot of, like, broken English weirdness and I just, like, it was so good. That's mm-hmm. amazing. It is perfect for two people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did she say it was called again? Uh, it's the Capcom beat up a b- bundle is okay. the thing. And then this, this game is called Battle Circuit, which apparently was Battle really- Circuit. Battle Circuit. I was Sounds just like, like a real hit. It sounded metal as hell. And, like, yes, but I... Riding an ostrich, and my oh, ostrich yeah. would do dive kicks on people. I <gasps> see the pink ostrich. It is a lot to take in. Is this house pink? Wait, the ostrich I think, is pink? I, yeah, ostrich is pink. I picked it because I was like, a pink ostrich. <laughs> can't say no to that. I think it's, it, I can't remember if it's Mrs. Pink or some Captain Pink, but she was rad. <laughs> oh, my God. She's a Mrs. and a Captain. You can be they're everything. Not, they're not mutually exclusive. No. Uh, yes. So Sean's also a fan of fighting games? Yes. Sean is a fan of fighting games. He, I, we both had individual interest and then like, I think we've both like gotten, pushed each other to get better at Street Fighter and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And it's, I guess those aren't really so much co-op as versus. Versus. (laughs) Uh, it's really nice when you know your significant other's like weak points and be like, oh, I'm going to poke at them like mm-hmm. specifically so I can really irritate the heck out of him <laughs> with, so. <laughs> sounds like that's more of a scare quotes co-op than, than not although I mean, no we're talking about Street Fighter still I mean that's Street Fighter yeah. yeah but yeah it was just like oh yeah it's I don't know it's nice it's a nice thing to be like okay this is my job now but it's still a fun part of my relationship I bet that's a good way to take it out of the job realm right because like I, I do find that sometimes if I'm playing games solo I I get sort of in that mode of ah, I have to get further in this for work or I have yeah. to think about something to say about this you gotta take notes yeah. you gotta write everything down no but it's like oh I or the better part is like I'm having an idea and I can help use him to bounce it off and be like is it like form yeah. the idea with someone else. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. I always get into that mode too with like I'm just by myself and I'm like oh god I'm probably late on deadline and I only really want to play games with people now I guess. Aww. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. Well on that note I, I guess that that's a good place to wrap up for us for today. Thank you so much to everyone who wrote in We super duper appreciate your stories and we hope you enjoyed our stories too. Chelsea, your stories are super cute. I'm get out I'm, of here. I haven't heard your stories. We're recording them separately. I'm gonna like. I guess so you, excited. I guess you just don't care. I, I do. Guess you just don't care about what I'm gonna say in the future, Chelsea. I care about. I care about you and Emmett. If you really cared, you'd read my mind. <laughs> All right. So next week, obviously, Red Dead Redemption Two comes out. Next week, a polygon is Red Dead slash Western week. I thought it was just horses. Just horses. Next week is horse week. I thought you were being serious for a second. I was like, do not undermine the work that I've been doing. I'm going to go in and delete all those stories. Can you delete those stories all day? If they don't, look, they have that that story. Each story has to have a main focus point. Ah! (laughs) Oh, oh, main, main, main. That's awful. Um, 
I'm going to email. Don't worry about this. I'm going to email every freelancer and just tell them, don't bother. It's fine. Are you going to email Chris and try to get me fired now? Yes. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) All right. Uh, If you have anything, especially about horses, but mostly about westerns and specifically about about Red Dead Redemption, Uh, but mostly about horses. horses. Mostly horses. Horses. Donkeys? I, I, I want a stable full of emails. Stop it! <laughs> Why do you do this to me? Oh my god, you want me to rein it in? <laughs> I'm gonna give you the boot. <laughs> oh, the boy. cowboy boot. The cowboy boot. I'm so sorry. Yes. Never. Anyway, thank you so much. Oh, you can email Polygon Show at polygon.com with your stories. And if you enjoy the show, you can give it a rating on Apple Podcasts. You can even review it. You can probably do that on whatever podcatcher you like as well, if it allows such a thing to be done. And then that lets other people see, hey, that there show. Uh, that's a good show that I'd like to put in my ears, especially if it's about horses, because I, the theoretical Polygon show listener who hasn't heard of the show yet, love horses so much. And I've been looking all my life for a horse-centric video game podcast, which, as you know, if you've listened to every episode of the show, this is. We talk constantly about horses, carbonated horses, <laughs> and what new flavors are in the horse market. So, moving on. Thank you so much, everyone. Uh, This has been The Polygon Show. And stay tuned for a brief segment about Vox's Future Perfect, which is all about doing good. The news today seems really grim. And it sometimes focuses more on problems than on solutions. I'm Dylan Matthews, the host of Future Perfect, a show about possible solutions. Solutions that are a little weird and a little wild, but worth considering. What will people say if I treat this person who murdered someone's loved one kindly? Simply tell the Border Patrol to take the day off. Tell them to take the year off. Listen to Future Perfect every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows.